And welcome, welcome to the great, a greater you show. And I'm your host, Dr. Anthony Gann, here on intellectualradio.com, the station where we feed your brain. And I'm going to do my small part here on a Sunday evening here to help you feed your brain in regards to some of the things that we're going to talk about to help you become better and do better in what you do and who you are. So again, this is a self-help show. Um, obviously, it's based on the book. One of the books that I've written called My Habits Rule. So that's what that's the foundational book for this particular series that we're doing. And today we're doing part four of this series. Uh, so obviously I have to start and give you a recap like I always do. And obviously part one, we went over the fact that uh, and the foundational lesson or chapter for part one was uh, lesson one. And we talked about how you do habits all the time. Every day you live, you're doing habits. Everything you do pretty much is a habit. So you're doing habits all the time, every day. You may not be doing all of your habits all the, at the same time. and You're not doing all of your habits every day. But every day you are doing some of your habits throughout the day. And how your habits would dictate the type of lifestyle you will live. You do bad habits, it's going to dictate or put you in a situation where you're living bad, a bad lifestyle. If you're doing a bunch of good habits, it's going to dictate or put you in a situation where you're living a good lifestyle. So those are some of the things we talked about pretty much in part one in regards to, obviously, there are laws to habits. And we talked about it also in part one how uh, bad habits will make sure they embarrass you. If you ever want to be embarrassed in life, uh, let your bad habits run your life, and you'll always become a, a, an embarrassed individual. And you'll do some embarrassing things to yourself, and you'll hurt yourself with those embarrassing things. And also you hurt other people that love you as well. Uh, the second part two, we came from the uh, chap the lesson or chapter in the book, uh, lesson five, uh, which was, we were talking about the uh, law of compounding, which is building behavior. And we talked about every day you're building behavior and the word habit is the root word to the word habitat. And habitat is where you live and we live in our habits. I live in my habits, you live in your habits, we all live in our habits, right? And our habits are building a life for us, either building a good life for us if we're doing good habits, or building a bad life for us if we're living, doing bad habits. And that's pretty much the style we have on our lives. So we kind of went through those things and how you compounding a habit on top of a habit, on top of the habit, you get familiar with the habit. Next thing you know, all habits birth habits. Bad habit birth bad habits just like them. So you can have a bad habit in your finances, it birth a bad habit in your occupation and birth a bad habit in your health and then birth another bad habit in your spiritual life and so on and so forth, right? So uh, their birth habits are similar. Well, same thing on good habit. You have a good, a good financial habit, they'll birth another good, a good health habit, then it'll birth a good spiritual habit, a good, a good educational habit and so forth and so on on the opposite of the side of that. So we kind of talked about that. And then we kind of touched on the, the law of choice and how that's, you know, just selecting behavior and every day you choose whether you're going to uh, live a good life or a bad life, and that no one picks a, a future. What you do is pick up a habit, and the habit that you pick will pick the future for you. So if you pick up a bunch of bad habits, then it'll pick a bad future for you, right? So we talked about that, and if you pick up a good habit or a bunch of good habits, it'll pick a good future for you. So, again, no one at 15 say, I can't wait to be a, you know, a drug addict or alcoholic or any of those things or live a bad life in 20 years. No one will pick that life. But what we end up doing is picking up bad habits, and then 20 years later, we realize 20 years later, like, man, I'm living a bad life. But that's because we picked up so many bad habits, and bad habits birth more bad habits. 
And same thing if it's good, we look at some people and it's like everything they touch turns to gold. I mean, it's like, man, they've been doing, you know, good things. It seems like nothing ever go wrong in their life, which is not true. However, what they probably are really good at is that they have good habits, so it always looks like you come out on top of everything they touch to gold because they have good habits. So we kind of talked about that in part two. Part three, we the foundational lesson or chapter that we were in was chapter 17. And the law that we talked about was the law of um, the law of enforcement. Right. That's what we talked about. And that's a strengthening behavior. And strengthening behavior is that every time you do a habit, you get stronger at doing a habit, meaning you get stronger in the lifestyle. Uh, when you first start doing a habit a couple of times, you're you know, you're not as strong as you're going to be when you do it 200 times. And that's that has nothing to do with what type of habit it is because it, it works on both sides. And I pretty much elaborated on that quite a bit. And then I touched on, even uh, in part three, I touched on the law of placement, which is, which is establishing behavior. Uh, I did touch, touch on that. And I also touched on the law of allowing, which is permitting behavior. Uh, if you allow yourself to do a habit, you have just allowed yourself to get in the lifestyle. If you permit yourself to do a habit, you have just submitted yourself into the lifestyle, right? So we talked about things like that and how you place the law of placement turns into the law of replacement because no habit is permanent. All habits are temporary. So that's good if it's a bad habit because I don't have to live with this bad habit forever, right? And it's, it might not sound too good if you're doing a bunch of good habits because you think, I've been doing good habits for two weeks. I mean, I don't have to do, I don't have to do anything else. Well, yeah, you can, you need to keep doing good habits. Otherwise, you do bad habits, right? So uh, that's pretty much a, a a recap as quickly as I can do it <laughs> uh, on what we talked about in the first three parts of this series. And so in part four, again, we're going to talk about uh, the law of thinking, which is mental behavior, which is lesson or chapter 12 in the book, right? So we're going to talk about that today. So in that, in that instance, let's go, let's, let's talk about the law of thinking. Now, here's the reality. I stated in part one that there's every day you're alive, you have to do something, right? You, you just can't do nothing per se uh, if you are alive and walking around, right? Or even rolling around, whatever you want to call it, right? You're doing something, which are your habits, right? So even if you say, I'm not doing nothing, I'm doing, I'm not doing anything, I'm doing nothing all day. Well, your nothing would be a habit because nothing is what you do around 12 o'clock and you do that nothing the same way pretty much every day, right? Well, when you look at that, here's another, another thing. The, the law of thinking is you can't be alive and not think. You're thinking all the time because you got a brain, right? You got a mind, so to speak. So you're setting your mind up, or what we would say, you have a mindset. I have a mindset. So these mindsets is really the law of thinking taking place. We think the same way. See, you can't see what you're thinking, like look in your mind and say, okay, I'm thinking this. But your habits is a reflection of what you're thinking. If you think about it enough, it won't be long before you do it a whole lot. So if you think about doing a good habit, then doing a good habit is going to be much easier for you to do. It's hard to do good habits that you don't think about doing. You have to consciously think about doing a habit first so eventually you do it so often that it becomes something unconsciously done by you as well. You can't get the unconsciously done until you first start doing things consciously. In other words, you got to make yourself think about doing a habit, similar to what I said last week or last episode, that you have, it's like a mandate. You have to put a mandate on yourself to do good habits, and one of the ways that you have to do, do that, you have to think about doing good habits. 
You must think about it. So I mean, you have to say, well, tomorrow at 8 o'clock, I'm, I, I might think about doing one jumping jack or two push-ups or whatever, right? You have to think about that. I'm going to eat a salad tomorrow or I'm going to pray or whatever, right? Whatever you, these habits you're trying to develop, you have to think about them, think about doing them so that you can do them. And this is something that you have to do consciously. So let me clear something up for some people because uh, a lot of times people say, I read something, so I do a habit for 21 days, it'll become a, become a permanent habit. Now, um, I don't know how true that is. That may be true for some people, but for most, I see, I know people, and, and even myself, you, you know, it's, it's taking longer than 21 days to change some things, right? Sometimes it may take you 21 weeks, it may take you 21 months, it may take you 21 years, right? And it's, it's okay how long it takes you. Just keep doing good habits. So don't think that you can just do something, I'm going to do this for 21 days. If that's the case, we don't need drug rehab. If that's the case, we don't need alcohol rehabs. We don't need all the type of rehabs we have and all the programs we have to help people with all type of issues because all they need to do is do it for 21 days. That's three weeks, right? And they should never have the problem again. Well, you know, unfortunately for many of us, that's not how it works. You're going to have to do these good habits over and over and over and over again. And if it takes you longer than 21 days, guess what? That's okay. If it takes you 21 weeks, that's fine. If it takes you 21 months, that's okay. But you have to consciously think about doing it as often as we can. If we don't get stay consciously in, involved, involved with doing good habits, then chances are we're going to do a bunch of bad habits, wondering what the real happens. And see, when you do bad habits, see, here's a, here's a negative. When you do bad habits, then you're going to think about doing bad habits some more. See, it's like this. If I share with you right now, you and I talking, I said, listen, don't think of the color red. And you said, great. And I ask you, what color are you thinking about? Most people say, I'm thinking about the color red, right? Now, if I said, uh, now if I, why would I tell you don't think about what I want you not to think about, right? Now, if I ask you, think about the color blue, and you start thinking about the color blue, sky blue, royal blue, midnight blue, you know, all these different blues, right? I actually said the same thing. Don't think of the color red. But when you start thinking about blue, you start thinking about all the blue you can think of. You, you didn't think about red. Well, that's how it is with good habits and bad habits. If you keep thinking about, I'm trying not to do this bad habit. I'm trying, I'm not going to do this bad habit. I'm not going to do this bad habit. You're still thinking about the bad habit. Well, that's why it's easier for you to do the bad habit next week. Because you've been thinking all week, I'm not going to do this bad habit. I'm not going to do this bad habit. This week, I'm not going to do this bad habit. Instead of thinking about the good habit that you want to do and say, I, well, I'm going to do this good habit. I'm going to do this good habit. Because if it gets in the mind, it won't be long before it becomes get into the life. But if it never gets into the mind on a consistent basis, on a conscious level, then it never gets to the place where it's done unconsciously. So you must understand that your mindset will determine where you are set in life. So if you got bad thinking habits, you're going to do bad doing habits, which means you're going to have to live a bad lifestyle. Now, if you do good thinking habits, that means you're going to have to do, you know, you end up being in a good lifestyle. Pretty simple, right? Well, see, it sounds pretty simple, but when you've been thinking bad for 25 years in a row, this might be pretty tough, right? You know, if you're five years old, this might be pretty easy, right? Because you, you don't have a history of thinking too bad, right? <laughs> but when you're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, you have your history of thinking bad, right? And you have your history of doing bad or acting bad. And now you have a history of living in a bad life, and you've gotten used to that, right? This is why you need to understand the law of replacement. 
You need to replace a good habit, I mean, replace a bad habit with a good habit. Well, you can't do that if you don't think about a good habit to actually do. This goes with your weight or anything else, right? So first, we have to consciously do the habit. It may be longer at once for one person than another. You're not trying to measure how many times or how many days you have to think about and do a good habit compared to someone else. That's irrelevant, right? This is your lifestyle that you live. Nobody can live your lifestyle but you. And you can't live anybody else's lifestyle but yours. So knowing that, that means that you have to think about the habit. You have to do the habit. Regardless of how big or small it is, you just need to think about it and do it. I don't care if it's a small habit. You say, hey, I want to save $5. I know $5 doesn't sound like a whole lot of money. What? But here's the thing. You must think about saving $5 and then save $5. Not because somebody else is saving $500. You just do your $5 saving thing because the better you do the habit, the more you think about doing the habit, the stronger you're going to get in doing the habit and the stronger you're going to be in the lifestyle. Now, that's good to know. So any habit you do that's good would always do something good to you and always do something good for you. Any bad habit that you do would always do something bad to you and always do something bad for you. This is why you don't measure how big or how large or small the habit that you're doing is. Just do the good habit. If, if it's, Let's say, Vince, you want to get, uh, get into a reading habit, but you haven't read a book in 20 years. Hey, it's cool. That's what happened in 20 years. We don't read. Just don't read anything, right? So you said, man, I really want to read books. I used to read books a lot. Okay, just try to read one page. You may say, that's too much for me. Then just do a paragraph. Do that. Now, I know nobody's going to have a parade for you now. I understand that, right? But you're trying to build a good habit. So you read a paragraph every day. And I know it sounds insignificant. I know it sounds small. But see, good habits are how you chip away at a bad lifestyle. Good habits are how you ease out, like I shared with you in part three, how you ease out a bad life and ease into a good life. So you have to start somewhere in some area of your life. Why? Because habits birth habits just like them. If I do a small good habit in my occupation, that habit would eventually birth another good habit in my spiritual life. I do a small good habit in my spiritual life, that good habit will birth another small habit, another habit in my relationship. I do another good habit in my relationship, that small good habit will help birth another good habit with my finances. This is just how it goes. Now, once you understand that, then you don't get all discombobulated and everything, thinking that, well, I got to do these big habits. I got to, you know, run a marathon starting tomorrow. And if I don't exercise for three hours in a row, I mean, I'm not on it. No, just do whatever you can where you are. That's how you start. Now, when you do something consciously, again, it'll eventually become something unconscious. Done. Well, when you do something consciously, that means you're becoming a willing volunteer. You're volunteering to actually do that. So you, you may say, whoa, 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 I got some bad habits. I'm not volunteering. Yeah, you, you're doing them, right? <laughs> you volunteer to do the bad habit. And because you consciously thought about doing a bad habit, like I shared with you in part three, that <laughs> no one pops out the wound knowing how to do a good habit or a bad habit. Now, I know some of y'all super smart. I know some of y'all have lived these perfect lives. I know everything you have done has been all on, on point, okay? For the rest of us <laughs> that didn't live lives like that, I didn't come out the womb knowing how to do a good habit or a bad habit. I learned how to do good habits, and I learned how to do bad habits, right? Like I shared with you in part two. 
these people, people in my life, like people in your life, they're doing their habits already. I just mimic them just like the two-year-old is supposed to do, the eight-year-old is supposed to do. Then I find me some people when I'm 18 doing the same type of habits I'm doing. This is how this goes, right? Well, you must understand that you willingly volunteer to do a habit. And you volunteer to do the habit until it becomes something you do involuntarily, right? That's how it's a habit. You don't even think about it, right? When you're consciously thinking about it, you have to think about like 2 o'clock, walk across the street, right? Every day at 2 o'clock, do this. You writing it down, putting a big thing on your mirror and all these different things, right? To remind you to do this at 2 o'clock. After a while, when it becomes unconsciously done, at 2 o'clock, you do this without even thinking about it. Well, that's what happens when you do it consciously. You volunteer, but then eventually when it's done unconsciously, it becomes something you do involuntarily. You have to think about it. You, you're doing it involuntarily, mean, meaning that you are doing it without even thinking. Now, you're thinking, but you're not consciously thinking about it. Well, that leads to this. When you consciously thinking about doing something, you have to be a willing volunteer. See, so that means that when people do bad habits, they are willingly volunteering to live a bad lifestyle. Now, you would say, no, man, no, 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 nobody would willingly volunteer. Yeah, they're consciously thinking about doing a bad habit. So you're willingly volunteering to live a bad life, meaning that here's something for you. Every habit that you start off doing is uncomfortable at first. The more you do the habit, it becomes more comfortable for you to do. So let's kind of set this up. You think about doing something consciously. You willingly volunteer to do it. And it's uncomfortable when you do it. Let's say, Fence, you're trying to, um, and I use all type of examples. And the examples I use is not to come at anybody. I just use examples because they're simple for people to understand. Things like weight and money and things like that. You can see that. And it's a little bit more tangible. If I say $5, you know what $5 looks like. If I say lose five pounds, you know what that looks like. So that's why I use those examples a lot. However, so let's say, for instance, you want to consciously think about losing five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, right? Whatever it may be. Now, you, you, maybe you haven't lost the 20 pounds. You had this type of weight for the last five years, three years, 10 years, right? So you volunteer to actually do some exercise or volunteer to eat certain way, a certain way. And the, when you start doing it, it's uncomfortable at first because at 6 o'clock, you normally sit down on the couch and watch television. But now at 6 o'clock, you're going to actually walk around the block. But it's going to be a little uncomfortable because now you got to put on your, your different shoes, you got to put on your workout gear, so to speak. And usually you don't, you don't do that, right? That's not your usual. That's not your normal. That's not your regular. And since it isn't, it's uncomfortable to do at first. So now you have to get into this uncomfortable spot until every day at 6 o'clock, it becomes something comfortable for you to do. Wow, that's how it goes, right? So it becomes consciously done and goes to unconsciously done, volunteer to be done involuntarily, uncomfortable until it becomes comfortable. You see how that works, right? So once, and that happens with every habit. Once you understand that, then a lot of us won't be so afraid to do good habits or try to change our life because here's the reality. You can't change your life by doing the same habit. The only way that you can change your life is by changing the habits. You change your habits, then you change your life. You do the opposite of what you're doing, then you have the opposite of what you have. You know, so, and I talked about that a little last week about the law of opposite, right? Now, see, the law of opposite is doing different behavior, right? So good habits 
and bad habits are diametrically opposed like the North is from the South, like the East is from the West, like hot is from cold, like tall is from short, right? It's, they're di diametrically opposed to one another. Well, that's how it is with good habits and bad habits. So once you understand that, then you know that, wait a minute, what am I doing here right now that I don't like? I'm doing these three habits, these five habits, these ten habits. Okay, I'm going to do these three habits, these five habits, these ten habits. And what that will do for me, that will put me in a different place because I'm doing some different habits. Now, it sounds very simple, and it is. Easy? No. Simple? Yes. So it is simple to do because I have to make myself do something differently than what I've been doing because I've been doing these habits for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. It's like I shared with you in part three. Some habits you have a 30-year-old habit. Some habits you have a brand new. Your job is to keep feeding the habit. You feed the habit, then that means the habit gets stronger. If you're not feeding a habit, that means the habit is starving or getting weakened. And what we want to do is starve bad habits to death, meaning that we are starved a bad lifestyle to death, and we want to feed good habits as often as possible so we can get a good ha habit stronger, and then we have a good lifestyle stronger as well. So those three things are something that you need to understand. And see, the law of thinking, even though I may use things like losing weight and money and all these different things, however, the law of thinking, because you're doing habits everything. Sometimes people say, well, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't uh, do all those bad things. You say, I'm in perfect health or whatever, right? You know. But, you know, you might have a bad, you got a bad attitude, right? That's a habit. Everywhere you go, you got this bad attitude. That, that's an attitude. That's a that's an emotional habit that you have. You are going everywhere you go, frowning up at everybody, right? Slapping everybody because you got a bad attitude. Now you might be in good shape. You might have five dollars in the bank. You know, all those good things you have. You don't drink. You don't smoke, but you still want to punch people in the face. You still you know do some bad things to people. Talk about them. Gossip. See, that's a bad habit. See, those are bad habits too. So sometimes we think my bad habit not like your bad habit. See, your bad habit you need drug rehab. My bad habit is, you know, I just gossip, so I don't really have a problem. Yeah, that's a bad habit because you gossip about everybody, right? Or you tear people down or you kill their visions and all these different things. You tell them what they can't do. Now, yeah, you, again, you're in perfect health. You don't do none of those bad things. But every time somebody comes up with an idea, you tear it up. You can't do that. You shouldn't do that. You're not good enough for that. That's a bad habit, too. And it's called destroying people, right? That's what you're doing. And everywhere you go, you destroy people at work. You destroy people in your house. You destroy people in the neighborhood. You destroy people at your church. You destroy people at your social organizations. You destroy people even online, right? You just this is all you do all the time because that's a habit that you have. But see, you thinking about who can I destroy today? Who can I tell off today? Who can I, you know, let them know they going the wrong way today and they messed up and they just messed up individuals? See, you look at life that way, and that's why you always stand people up. So habits, the law of thinking, goes with everything that you're thinking of. Now, there's a, another law that I'm going to discuss, too, because I try to talk about more than one law in the days. The foundational law, obviously, one that I say is foundational. But another law is called the law of, of feeling. And the law of feeling is emotional behavior. See, you ever hear people say, uh, man, common sense is not so common. People need some common sense. And I tell people all the time, everybody going operating on their own common sense. What's common to them and what makes sense to them is what they do, right? If you're doing a bunch of bad habits, 
What's common to that? It makes sense to you, <laughs> right? That's your sense. But I want to go a little bit further. So, because usually, usually when you say sense, sometimes uh, people will say obviously something with thinking. But sometimes they they think of the five senses. You know, you know how you touch, see, and all those things, right? Taste, smell, and hear, right? So they go with those senses. So I want to go a little bit deeper in the sense when you have a sense of something going right or wrong. These are feelings, right? This is why your law of feeling is emotional behavior. See. Your moods, M-O-O-D, will determine your moves, life moves, M-O-V-E-S, right? If you are in a bad mood, chances are you're probably going to do a bad habit. That's going to be your life move. And when you do that bad habit, you have just moved yourself more into a bad lifestyle. So if you're in a good mood, now sometimes we're in a good mood, we still do bad habits, right? Because we want to, you know, we think we're having a good time. But you can't do bad habits even though you may think you're in a good mood, because bad habits will make sure you won't be in a good mood anymore. And if you're in a bad habit, doing a bad habit, thinking you're going to do something bad to feel good, again, that bad habit is going to do something bad to you. Because bad plus bad always equals bad. Good plus good always equals good. You can't do bad habits all the time thinking you're going to get a good result. In my world, that's called insanity. You can't keep doing bad, 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 saying, how come I don't have a good result? Because uh, you're doing a bunch of bad stuff, right? And like you can't keep doing good, 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 good. So I can't, how come nothing bad? I can't get a bad result. Because you're doing good stuff, right? You're doing good habits. So when you understand the emotional behavior that happens to you and I, feel something, do something. Do something, feel something. See, it's something a lot of, a lot of us don't realize that our habits that we do, that something is pushing our buttons emotionally, and this is why we do the habit. This is not a habit that you do that you don't have a feeling attached to, whether it's good or bad. If you don't feel good about doing good habits, here's the reality. You're probably not going to do them. And so that means you're not going to think about them because you don't feel good about them. You don't feel good about saving the $5. You don't feel good about, you know, being nice to people. That's not something you feel good about. Well, if you don't feel good about it, meaning that you don't think good about it, how are you going to do something good? Not going to happen. So when you think of your emotional behavior, you're being triggered, right, emotionally. Your buttons have been pushed. It could be a circumstance. It could be people. It can be a whole lot of different things, right? But when these buttons are pushed, then it pushes you to do a habit. If someone walk up to you and look at you funny and turn their head sideways, and the last person that did that curse you out, well, the next person that coming on five years later, ten years later, whatever, and turn their head sideways, you get in a bad mood, like what you want to fight, right? Because you've just been triggered emotionally. Now you got a feeling. Now you're going to say something back at them because you don't like people looking at you turning their head like that, right? Well, you have to, must take an inventory on your emotions because bad emotions will pretty much guarantee you're going to do bad habits. And then you're going to put yourself in bad situations because you feel bad, right? This is why it's your common sense. Anybody doing bad habits, the way they're living, makes sense. Common, I mean, bad habits are common to bad lifestyles. Good habits are common to good lifestyles. However, you need to check out what you're feeling because sometimes we get rid of people out of our lives and say, man, if I just get rid of that dude or that lady, you know what I'm saying, I don't have nothing else to worry about. Oh, I can't wait to get them out of my life, right? Because when I get them out of my life, I feel okay. Two years later, you're doing the same thing. Because the same person did something similar to this last person, 
and then it triggered something in you, and then you cursed them out, right? Or then you left, or then you found you a new person, right? You did some other things, not because you're a bad person, because a button inside you was pushed emotionally. You start thinking of something, and you start doing something in accordance with it. Wow, that's pretty simple, right? Because your emotional behavior, your feelings are attached to every habit that you do. This is why you have to think on good habits, and this is why you have to have, have a good feeling about good habits, and you have to have a good feeling about living a good lifestyle. If you don't feel good about living a good lifestyle, I'm here to tell you, you're probably not going to live one. Now, I hope that don't sound bad to some people, but I'm gonna, I have to tell you the truth. However, if you, if, you don't, if you feel bad about bad habits, and you, you just feel bad about, oh, I did this bad habit, I feel bad about it, right? And you start thinking about doing good habits, you feel good about good habits, Here's what's probably going to happen. You're going to probably stop doing bad habits because you don't you feel bad about it, right? You want to feel good about something else. You start saying, I'm going to do this. I feel better when I do this. If you ever had the opportunity in life to exercise, for instance, and when you exercise and, you know, you're doing something, I don't know if you ever felt like, man, even though I'm tired, I feel good after that run or I feel good after that workout. Man, I really feel good. Even though you're sweating, you're tired, you know, you, you've been exercising for a half hour or whatever, two hours. But at the end, you say, I feel good. And sometimes you say, you know what, when I exercise, I feel better. Like you haven't done it in a while. You say, I, I, my body even feels better. I mean, I feel better. I, I feel clear. My mind is feeling clear. Because now you feel better, then you want to do things to help keep that momentum going. And it will, because all habits birth other habits, right? So when you feel better here, it'll birth another habit somewhere else. If you ever had the opportunity, let's say, for instance, you wanted to buy a car or buy a house or buy anything, right? And you saved up the money to get or to get the down payment. You felt good about that. The problem is we don't keep doing good habits so I can feel good in other areas of my life. But if I keep it up, it'll birth another habit that I feel good about. This is why I'm telling, trying to share with you that your thinking and your feelings are closely re related to one another. They're like they all the laws of habit are. So if you don't understand that, then you'll put yourself in a lot of predicaments that'll be bad for you because you're feeling bad. So you have to take an inventory and say, what is triggering me? What is triggering, triggering me emotionally? Uh, you know, things of that nature. Like here's something for you. If you ever, of course, I'm, I'm no psychiatrist or anything like that, no psychologist. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not that deep, right? So I'm not that guy. However, they said when you do something good for someone, or some type of endorphins goes off on you, in you, and you feel just as, you feel just as good as the person that actually received the gift. So if you gave somebody a million dollars, because I know you have it, right? So you gave somebody a million dollars, and you, and the person, oh my God, I feel so good. They start crying. You feel just like them, same endorphins that go off in them from getting the gift goes off in you. Now, here's a, a thing that's interesting. When you see someone do that to other people, you feel good, too. And you, you weren't the person that got it or gave it. But the same endorphins, according to psychiatrists and psychologists, are set off in you, too, right? Now, here's the thing. Why did I, why did I bring that up? You got to make it a conscious decision to see and do as much good as you can so enough good can happen for you emotionally so you can do something good actually. See, the word push in, in the Latin means pulsate. 
like your heart, your heart pulsates, right? So if your heart doesn't pulsate rhythmically, then you can't stay alive, right? It goes in and out. It exhale, inhale, right? So your heart is pulsating. Well, see, that's how your life is going. Emotionally, you are pulsating, right? When something is pushed, you do something else. Isn't that interesting? So this is, oh, here's, a, here's another good example. You can just say, when you're back in high school, if you've been out a little while, and you hear a song, or, you know, back when you was in high school or college or whatever, right, 20, 30 years ago, and immediately you would say something like this, that's my song. Boy, you, you start thinking about, man, when I was in high school, or when I was in college, you immediately, because of what that emotional trigger, that association, it triggers something in you emotionally. You might start getting up dancing, right? Because you got emotionally triggered, you start smiling. Boy, I remember this, this guy or this lady, they, man, they were at the club with me, or whatever it was, right? Whatever you were doing, and you start feeling, oh, this used to be my mama's favorite song. This used to be my daddy's favorite song. It's called association. You smell a pot of food when you walk somewhere. You say, boy, man, you're a grandma house. Now, you haven't been to grandma house in 20 years. Grandma has left the planet. But the association is an emotional association. You start thinking of back in that day, 20 years ago, because you associate this good smell of food and grandma. Well, the same thing that happens in life. If something negative happens to you, you can be strolling on through the day, and you said, this happened, and it makes you think of, you know, the person that stood me up when I was in high school or college. Now you're mad. Now you haven't seen that person in 30 years, but you're upset. Because something emotionally was triggered inside you and made you think of something else. So that means that you're going to have to start thinking different about good habits that you do. You can't say, I want to lose weight, but I can't stand exercising. I can't stand doing nothing, right? How are you going to hate doing exercise, but then going to lose weight? Hmm, going to be pretty hard to do, right? I mean, I can't stand saving money. How are you going to you know, hate saving money? But then you say you want to buy a new car or a new house or whatever you're trying to do. Say, you know, have something for your retirement. How are you going to do that when you hate the actual activity or action that you need to do to get the result that you're trying to get? It's not going to work out because you can't stand the habit. You, do, you don't like it. You hate it, right? Well, if you hate the habit, then chances are you're not going to do the habit. And chances are you're not going to live in the lifestyle. Now, that would be good if you hate bad habits. Like, man, I can't stand being broke. I can't stand looking at zeros in my bank account. I hate that, right? So you put $5 in there, right? Because you can't stand looking at all those zeros. Well, that's a difference because you don't like that habit of not having $5 or having money in your bank, but then you do like having money in there. So you're going to do what you like, the law of pleasure, because it's called enjoying behavior, because you're trying to find some pleasure in your life or a pleasant experience to have. Hopefully that makes sense to you. So we got the law of thinking which is also connected to the law of feeling. And then here's something else. We have this law called the law of, uh, let me see, which one do I want to talk about? We're going to say the law of uh, trusting behavior, the law of instinct. And something we do instinctively, right? We do some things instinctively. Again, we don't have to think about them, we just do them. Like if you pull a dog tail, he just turn back and start to bite. <laughs> right, that's how he, you don't think about, like, should I try to bite them? Mm, is it a good day to bite them? No. Right when you pull the dog tail, immediately they go back and snap at you. Because they say, I don't play that, right? Let me pull it on my tail, right? But we do the same thing, right? 
It's called the law of instinct. And your trusting behavior. Here's the thing. You trust your habits more than you probably trust anything else. You know what that habit will produce. That's why you keep doing it. Even if it's bad. You trust that habit. You depend on that habit. Matter of fact, the word depend, D-E means away, and pin there means down or hand. So uh, so really when you don't, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, D-E means down, and pin there means hand. So uh, every that means that everything is hanging down. This is why your habits are so close to you. Why? They're familiar to me. I do them so often. This is what I know how to do. I don't know anything else but to do these habits all the time because they're so close for me to do them. I do them with instinct. I don't have to think about doing them. I do them unconsciously. Now, that, again, that's good if you are doing good habits. That's terrible if you are doing bad habits. You can't instinctively live a, do bad habits and think you're going to live a good life. You're going to have to actually do, instinctively do, uh, do good habits. Now, how do you do that? You got to consciously think about doing good habits. As often as you can. I know it may seem minute. I know it may seem elementary. But you have to list. I, I said that in part one. You need to make a list of all the good habits that you're doing right now. You say, I can only think of three. We'll write those three down. Then you got to think of all the good habits you want to do. Well, I want to do these 400 over here. Write those down. And then you got to think about consciously when you're going to do this one. When I'm going to do that one. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You can't live a bad lifestyle thinking about and doing a bunch of good habits all the time. It's practically impossible. Now, again, like I said in part three, that doesn't mean that you won't have some bad things in life happen. Again, life is like a roller coaster, right? You know, bad things happening to all of us, that's a natural occurrence. That goes along with this thing called life. Nobody walks through this thing called life without some bad things happening to them, some disappointments, you know, all that stuff. That just goes with this thing called life. But just because some bad things happen to you and I, again, does not mean that it should give us a license to do bad habits. And just because some bad things happen to you and I, again, that should, that should not mean I'm going to stop doing my good habits. It's just those things will pass, but you will get out of situations quicker by doing good habits, even if bad things happen. And you're going to stay in bad situations longer by doing bad habits, habits when bad things happen. The more habits you do that's good, the, the better off you're going to be whether life is going good or bad for you at any time. Like you can lose your job, right? You can lose a relationship. People can say, I don't want you anymore. You know, I thought I liked you. I don't like you anymore, right? <laughs> I mean, that can happen, right? Well, if you have good habits, now even though you just got knocked down on the ground, right? You know, you got the wind knocked out of you. You might be crying every day. Oh, they don't want me. They don't want me. Right? You might do all that stuff, right? But good habits will help you get through that situation much quicker than bad habits. Now, if they say, I don't want you anymore, I don't like you anymore, you know, I, don't, you, I used to like you, I don't like you anymore. I like somebody else, right? <laughs> Whatever it is. If you do bad habits, you go, oh, man, they don't like you. Start crying. Then you go do a bad habit. Now you got two bad habits going on, three bad habits going on, and then you're going to try to say, what happened? But what happened is that you didn't do good habits, and you stayed in that bad feeling, that bad mood. You were triggered in this bad place that's pulsating, bad feeling, bad habit, bad feeling, bad habit. And this is the end up being the lifestyle. Three, four, five years later, you said, I didn't pick this lifestyle where I lost everything. And I, and I have to say, you know, you didn't. You just picked up the habits so you can lose everything. 
That's how that went. And but then it happened after they said, I'm about to go. I'm leaving. That's when it happened because you felt bad. So you must understand that I had to consciously think about doing these habits. And and here's the reality. It's more work to live a good life than it is to live a bad life. I mean, I, I wish people just tell people the truth. It takes more work. It takes more work to do something good than to do something bad. Now, they, you are doing something in both situations, but when you've been doing something bad for 20 years, it's easier to do something bad for the next 10 years. And then to want to change that and start doing some, something good, we have one good day in a row, and we say, how come we didn't wipe away all the bad we've done? Because it's a habit, and we might have to have 100 days in a row. We might not have to have, to have 100 weeks in a row, 100 months in a row, until this thing kind of turn around for us. Now, you may say, I don't want to spend that much time doing it. Okay, you have two choices. Either you can do good habits as often as you can and as many areas as you have as long as you can, or you can do bad habits as often as you can in many areas that you want as long as you want to. Those are the two choices you have. If you want to live a good lifestyle, this is what you got to do. You got to do good habits. You got to write them down. You got to see them. You got to consciously think about them. And you got to volunteer to do the good habit again. You know, even though it's uncomfortable to do this every Tuesday, you got to keep doing it every Tuesday. Every then maybe it turn it every Tuesday and every Thursday. If you don't get to that point, then you're going to think that it's not worth it to live a good life. And then, again, you're going to do bad habits. And what did I say earlier in this lesson and said before? That bad habits won't do anything good for you. And they won't do anything good to you. All they would do for you would be bad, put you in bad situations all the time. I stated this in all three parts so far, and I stated it again. Bad habits will not allow you to live a good life. And good habits will not allow you to live a bad life. If you don't want to live a bad life, the best way to prevent that from happening is by doing good habits. Is it a lot of work? Yes. Yep, it is. Would you have to do it again tomorrow? Yep, you will. I mean, what about next week? You don't have to do it again? Yep, you don't have to do it again next week. Why did I tell you last, in, in, uh, last week in part three that no habit is permanent, even if it's good? It's not permanent. You can start off and say, I got this good habit. I mean, this is how... A lot of us can't understand how I used to be a health trainer and everything, and now I gained all this weight. And the reason why they don't understand that, because they thought because they did health training for five years, they were straight. And they can't understand why they gained so much weight, because they stopped doing the good habits they were doing. If you stop doing the habits, you're going to stop living in the lifestyle. That's good or bad. So if you start doing the habits, you're going to start living in the lifestyle. That's good or bad. Now, once you understand that, once you accept that as fact, now, if you leave the planet today, you don't have to worry about trying to do good habits tomorrow. Don't worry about it. You'll be gone, right? However, if you should wake up tomorrow and live another day tomorrow, you got to do good habits again tomorrow. And then if you wake up the next day and you, you get up and hit the bed and hit the floor running, you have to do good habits that day too. If you wake up the next week, you got to do good habits that week, too. That's just the way it is, if you want to live a good lifestyle. And obviously, if you listen to me and looking at this now, you something that you want to do is live a good lifestyle. You want to live a good lifestyle because you know, like I know with my own life, this is just all of us, you know you got some bad habits in your life. You know you got some habits in your life that need to get out your life. But see, the only way is not so much that the bad habits got to get out your life because you're living a bad lifestyle. You got to get out of a bad lifestyle, and you can only do that 
by doing good habits. You can pray all you want to. Yeah, I'm going to just pray, pray, pray that I, you know, that I uh, be a millionaire. I'm going to pray, pray, pray. Now, that, that that's good. I'm, I'm all about praying. Praying is a good thing. However, if you don't do the habits to become a millionaire, guess what? You won't become a millionaire. You say, yeah, I'm going to pray, pray, pray that I lose this weight. Okay, that's good. If you don't do any exercise and eat better, you're not going to lose it. I pray, pray, pray that, you know, my husband wife going to love me. If you don't talk to them and always curse them out, I'm telling you, you're not going to be in a good relationship. It's not going to happen. I'm going to pray that I get a promotion. If you don't do promotional habits, why would someone want to promote you when you're doing raggedy habits? That wouldn't make sense. So here's the thing. I, I mean, I appreciate people praying. I don't have anything against that, you know, so I don't want anyone to think I'm coming off of that. What I'm saying is that your habits is what's going to get you out of these lifestyles. You know, your habits, when you realize it's your habits, what you have just done, you have taken responsibility for your life. See, when you're just trying to not do the habits that's needed, you know, then what you're trying to do is put the, your habits or your life in the hands of somebody else and tell them to fix it. Hey, fix my life for me. Now, that works really well when you're 10 years old, 12 years old, 8 years old, 13, 17 even, maybe 18, 19. It, works, it doesn't work well at 30. It doesn't work well at 40. It doesn't work well at 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. You, your life is in your hands. You're responsible for doing the habits. Mom and daddy can't do your habits for you. They can force you at eight years old. They can threaten to take the, the, the phone from you or game, whatever, right? They can threaten you at eight. Who threatening you at 28? You better do good habits. Otherwise, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your phone from you. Huh? Who threatening you at 38, 58? Nobody. This is why you have to realize I got to take this into my own hands so I can take care of my life and be in a good lifestyle, but that's going to be predicated on me doing good habits. It's like I shared with you before. The habits that you do are going to predict the future that you're going to have. You're going to get what your habits predict. You're not going to get what you just talked about and what you just hoped for, which even though all those things are good. But it's your habits, your actions will determine your results. You need to understand that. You are paying for the lifestyle that you are living. If you have doing bad habits, you have paid for that bad lifestyle. You say, I can't understand why I have all these bad situations. You paid for that. You actually put a deposit down on a bad lifestyle by doing the bad habit one time. Then you keep doing the bad habit. Now you're making payments on the bad lifestyle. You're going to keep paying for this thing. And then you're going to look up 10 years later. I don't know why I'm in this bad situation. Because you keep paying for it by doing all these bad habits. That's, you own that thing. That's all yours. You keep making payments on it. And see, here's, here it is something for you, right? This is the law of contribution, right? And here's something for you. The law of contribution is endorsing behavior. I'm going to close in, in a few minutes here. That when you are paying for or, or making a contribution to your life by doing habits, what you are doing when you pay your light bill or pay your phone bill or pay your house note or car note or whatever you pay, you know what you're saying? I want to keep it. I want to keep my lights on. I want to keep the car. I want to keep the house. I want to keep these things. That's why I keep paying for it month after month, right? Because I want to keep it. Well, when you keep doing bad habits, you say, you know what you're saying? I want to keep that bad lifestyle. I'm making another payment on it. 
I don't want it. I, I want that bad lifestyle. And I know that sounds somewhat facetious. I know it sounds somewhat ridiculous. But that's what happens when we do a lot of bad habits all the time. But the same thing happens with good habits. You can say, hey, you know what? I want to keep this good lifestyle. How are you going to keep it? I'm about to make a payment on it. What type of payment? A good habit. Okay? So that's what we're wrapping it up. So that's what we have talked about today as far as, you know, doing the good habits. Again, the foundational lesson was on, um, the foundational lesson was on, um, you know, uh, uh, the law of thinking. So you can get the book. You can get in touch with me at uh, fullofpurposemedia at gmail.com. Send me a question. You want to get the book, you can. Uh, here we are again on Intellectual Radio. We are iHeart Station. Any of your uh, podcasts, station, you can listen to it anytime you want. We have a lot of good shows on here throughout the week. You can listen to them and learn a lot of good things and connect with a lot of good hosts as well. So keep in mind that great people are born that way. You were born great. However, you keep, must keep doing working on yourself so that you can become greater. Thanks for taking a look at this, and thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Thank you.